0: Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, and life in a northern town. You'll find show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. You can leave a comment, you can sign up for my patron site, you can purchase a virtual cup of coffee, or even sign up for the newsletter. Come back weekly and we'll chat. My name is Vicki. Welcome to the podcast. What a week. It really has been the most unusual week of all time, as far as I'm concerned. Um, This week, our governor... Put a um, stay at home order, which is similar to California's shelter in place, and every state's calling it different. Um, some people are calling it a quote lockdown. Essential workers still go to work. You can go to the grocery store, pharmacy, and medical appointments, but you can't go out and about just because. Most of our state parks have closed down and camps have cu- cl- closed down because people keep coming out north saying, People are really sick down in the city, so we're coming up north, except we don't have resources. Um, So most of those places have been closed to people um, just casually coming up north. They want you to stay at home. So this episode is about staying at home. Um, I'm working. I am working from home currently, and you go. How does a nurse do that in healthcare? Well, the state changed the rules for the coronavirus um, pandemic, and we're able to make phone calls. We don't want people gathering. We don't want people coming to the office unless it's an absolute emergency. So lots of phone calling, lots of exhausting Skype meetings, um, because we're just everything's changing every few minutes. And basically, I'm just calling everyone on my caseloads just to make sure they're okay, they've got what they need, connect them with people who may have food or other programs if they need any. Most of mine is focusing on medicine and understanding how to um, social distance and monitoring for illness. So that's been my job all week, and I'm utterly exhausted. I'm working harder at home than ever. Um, It's it's not as romantic as I thought it would be. I'm just going to put that out there. For people who work from home, I take my hat off to you. I am not prepared to work at home. I don't have a desk. I sold all of that kind of furniture, and we converted our home office into a music studio years ago because, you know, laptops, (laughs) we didn't need a home office, nobody used it. I have a dining room table, but the chairs are incredibly uncomfortable. And so I'm sitting in my little chair um, where I hand stitch and watch TV, balancing a little um, Microsoft Surface is the computers we use on a tiny screen. I can't see it very well. I can't beam it to my big TV, which isn't helpful anyway. There's nowhere to run a mouse. And finally, after making a lot of phone calls on my cell phone, um, they installed some sort of a phone from the computer thing for our business application. So that's made it easier. I'm doing a lot of research on trying to find um, supplies and preparing for pandemic to fully hit. Currently there are six people in our county who are sick and I'm not going to talk about the coronavirus this whole episode. I'm just telling you that's been my week and so we're just going through lots of changes and um, my husband is a essential worker. Most of the people in my family are essential workers so they're working. The problem is they work with the public and you know fear. Fear of people getting sick and people who have underlying health conditions because you still have to go to work. Fear of a lot of things. So that's been the week. I, I decided today's episode we were going to talk about dealing with the mental strain of being at home. And the first thing is anxiety and fear. I really, really like Dr. Julie Smith. Um, she is on most social media platforms. You can find her on Instagram, TikTok is where I found her first. She's on Facebook too. And she did, oh, I don't know, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, fifteen videos. They're one minute long on how to deal with fear and isolation and anxiety. She is a licensed therapist and I believe she is in England. I may have said the wrong country on a previous podcast love her because this one minute gives me food for thought to ponder most of the day and see yesterday's um, little one minute was three things to remember when the world feels like a frightening place and she gives you three fantastic tips and the first one is one I did a whole podcast on be kind so if you want to see all three of them you can check her out on instagram I've decided that this is really more of a mental thing, mental flexibility, mental toughness, mental um, adaptability of going through what we're going through. Um, Last week was my week of panicking and fear, and this week is more of um, utter exhaustion because what comes after being afraid and panicking and trying to hold it all together you're just physically and emotionally tired and then top it all off it's allergy and cough cold season um, and my vertigo is flared up and yeah I've been putting in some really bad nights with vertigo so you know most of it's probably stress and um, working on little screens and tipping your head weird and the weather and pollen and yes we have pollen in Michigan so let's segue into what's what on the home front. So the fairy gardens are more and more exposed. There's still about uh, 20% of the front yard. And maybe 40% of the backyard. That are covered with at least 2 feet of snow. But it was pouring down rain again last night. So we had a little snow last weekend. And I think we're going to just keep warming up and rain. And maybe the grass will green up. So I am still still researching a ton about fairy gardens and updating my fairy gardens. I need to get new goodies in them um, when the time comes, you know, like little houses. And um, I want to make it more and more of the the, the shire. Wow, I couldn't say it. The shire. The shire themed. And we've got some work to do. So once all the snow melts and everything gets Um, defrosted, then we will probably start working on on that. I'm also, um, I want to watch a fairy garden um, class on Blueprint. Um, It's free right now. I know lots of places have free things, but um, Creative Bug also has 50 free classes. I haven't looked at all of them closely, but I really want to watch the fairy garden one. Stephanie um, Sosha talked about how she enjoyed that on her podcast, Make and Decorate. So another fun little thing when I got up this morning is that Stephanie released her bonus episode for patrons, where she interviewed me as a episode everyone can listen to. We had so much fun talking about um, all different things, things we use, quilting, creating. Um, yeah. You, you know, it was so, so much fun. I wish I could call Stephanie every week and talk to her for hours at a time. (laughs) So that may be a fun thing to look at. So I've been really thinking about plants because I find plants comforting during times that are stressful and they give me a mental break as well as looking at right here and right now and watching them grow and taking care of them and tending them has been extremely helpful. Now, when I came home from work, I had a very sudden and sad realization that I left my half a dozen little desk plants on my desk at work. Um, I think I'm going to leave them there because I don't have good sunlight here for them. And what, there are people in the office every day, so I'm going to call them once a week and beg them to please go water my plants because I don't want them to dry up. So, plants have been very, very helpful in me um, becoming mentally tougher this week. And the other part of mental toughness is giving yourself permission to just let it fall apart one day for off and on for a day you know some days that means you might want to cry about it some days that means you just can't deal and you need to go find something else to do some days that means you need to video chat with your friends and co-workers and family and just talk about stupid things like I don't know we talked Let's see I talked to some of my friends this week about everything from cookbooks to clothes to um why I didn't have makeup on to,, um, you know, the <laughs> the sudden realization that open floor plans suck if you want to have a private conversation in a house to why I enjoy my hundred year old house. you know, fun things, fun things. And um, I've talked about my um, anti-open floor plan in the past because it just doesn't work for my life. And I, I like the coziness of having rooms. Um, our house is very echoey as it is. And so we kept the carpeting on the floor and it's been very helpful for working from home. So that's been one thing that has been very helpful is just reaching out and checking in with everybody. And you know, keep checking in with your people, especially the extroverts. This is hard for them. Uh, as an introverted person, I'm I'm finding I could never leave home again. This has been kind of great in one respect. The bad respect is that the bad insight is that I could never leave home and actually not miss that. My husband is a little more extroverted than I am, so he's missing. The gathering of people and events and the excitement and all of that. Where I'm like, mm, no, I could sit here and sew for 20 years and never leave home and uh, probably get more and more of a hermit. Never cut my hair, you know. Yeah, <laughs> barely take a shower. <laughs> you know, those kinds of things. And I would just totally live my life um, chatting online. It's it's pathetic, isn't it? I I can get I could get really small in my universe if, if I let it. So that's been one thing, reaching out. So the next thing I've been working on is actually continuing my projects. Um, once I was able to calm down and focus on simple things like the traffic jam, I continued to work on it. I also uh, started sewing some things for donation because, you know, it gave me a purpose of working on something that was going to be donated to someone that might need during this time. The other part is I finally started the quilt that I have been wanting to start for, I don't know, over 20 years, Dear Jane. And I really, really have some good reasons for starting a very difficult quilt. It's forcing me to get my head on straight and focus. Do the things that are hard, and not take the easy path out. Do not waste your time fretting as much as I was and being concerned about things I have no control over and I have no knowledge. No one has any knowledge. We have, most of us have never lived through a pandemic of this scale, and. So I thought, Dear Jane, yep, she made a quilt during the Civil War when she needed time to focus. And she had a little bit extra time. And I have made one block. It took me days to make it. And that's the A1 block. And I'm going to start sewing the little pieces of the second block. And I'm going to go right in order. I'm using susangatewood.net, her free paper piecing pattern, as well as... Um, You know, some English paper piecing things possibly. There's some applique, different things there that I'm going to explore some different types of techniques. There's the word I'm looking for to do the Dear Jane. And so far I'm using my William Morris jewels and I'm going to add as I go with a lot of white. I like the look and the crisp, fresh look of white. I have lots of white on white fabric and so that's where i'm going with my new project dear jane i wrapped up the quilt top a traffic jam that we started as the scrap busting um, for the my creative corner three facebook group um, and Lots of people made Traffic Jam. I'm really excited. Pat Sloan started that toward the beginning of the year and it's her free pattern, Traffic Jam. I've seen it before. It's been around for a while. It is a great four patch turn to nine patch. It's easy. It's chain pacing at its finest. It busted some stash. And the other part is I really wanted to focus on the negative space. So I made the sashing, the background on the squares, and the outer border is busting a big piece of white fabric with little tiny modern print hearts. And then I used a bunch of bold colors because this will probably go to one of my grandchildren. And it turned out to be 63-ish by 77 by rough measuring and, So yeah, I've got a couple of quilts to work on. Once I get done with this, I'm going to focus on long arming. I did get a customer quilt loaded and did one row yesterday. I'm not going to try today, but it's it's so much fun to do free motion quilting. And so my piecing is going to focus on Dear Jane and the long arming. I've got several things to quilt and the last customer quilt I have here is on the frame i'm going to get it done we are doing um kind of what i've done in the past when i'm not here i have a unlocked mud room and i'm gonna let the quilt sit in a bag for several days before i have her come and pick them up um, we won't have any contact and just that's how we'll do it until the stay-at-home is lifted, you know. she should probably be driving through the neighborhood to get groceries or something. So that's that's the plan. And um, I still have my stack to bind. And if I run out of things to do, I'll do that. And if I run out of other things and I need more stimulation, I've got the cricket with supplies. You know, plenty of things to do. Doing that keeps the mind focused on the here and now and my regular routine daily life it is a good thing to keep going and do your daily life the other thing I've been doing in my routine daily life is trying not to let my cleaning routines go um that's important number one for sanitation and keeping you know the knobs and switches I spent a whole weekend doing that and I keep taking um a pretty sanitizing cleaning fluid and cleaning all the knobs and li- handles and latches and levers and things like that but the other part is a moving on to trying to straighten up and organize some things I know it's counterintuitive to declutter your home when we're kind of in a crisis management, but I can't necessarily like put things all out to the trash, but I can sort and organize and things that need to go. I can put into the garage with all of the other things that have been bagged up that need to go. Um, So that's another project, keeping going on my trajectory and (laughs) <laughs> really is a goal to keep the house clean and organized. Um, <clears throat> the painting project has been discussed. And if the weekends keep getting long as my husband's Highland Games are starting to cancel already, um, that's another project. And getting the yoga studio slash music room set up for us to use is another project. Because going to the gym, um, he's been going, I haven't been going to the gym much in the last year but that will be something to work on see all of these things to stay in the here and now and keep your life going forward as much as possible what else have i done um nothing (laughs) nothing else it's a mental game so while i'm here at home i've decided that i'm not going to have words with music on in the background while i'm working And my husband's not home. He's out working. So I'm putting on meditation music. Things that are supposed to clear your mind and do positivity. I've talked about them before. Once in a while they'll have things like bowls ringing in the background or wind chimes. It's mostly just ambient electronic music just to fill in the quietness. Yeah, it's very quiet. Traffic is much, much less. I live on a pretty busy street. Um and to keep the mind focused on something here and now. I'm hearing the birds a lot, which is helpful, but then it also just keeps you reminded that it's, it's so, so quiet. The other thing is when it's not raining, I've been trying to go out and walk around the block a couple times. If I go around the block two or three times on my pedometer says that it is a mile. So I'm going to keep doing that. I got off the habit the last few weeks and I'm going to continue with my everyday life of using my Yes Fit Fitness Tracker and keep working on the exercise because exercise helps you sleep better, helps you feel better, it helps your body to stay moving, boosts your immunity, it boosts the overall movement. We are not meant to sit and sew for 10 hours or 12 hours a day, or sit with a laptop balanced on our knee working (laughs) all day. I usually get up and walk and I had gotten to a point where between work and home, I was walking a couple of miles several days a week. So I'm back on my mile a day minimum, trying to get up to two miles a day when I can and when the weather's good. The other thing is, and I think it's super important, is to thinking to think about the things that you are grateful for because i'm finding that being thankful and grateful are the opposite of fear anxiety and the unknown so i want to end today's little bit shorter podcast on the positive things that i have come up with over this last week i am very very positive about the good work that people are doing and coming together. And I'm focusing on that more than the few personal negative contacts that I have had. I'm letting go, letting go of the things that upset me that I have no control over on other people's behavior. That is something I will not dwell on. Nor will I focus on the one or two negative things when I have a hundred positive things that are really, really inspiring. That people are coming together. They're sowing um, for donations. They're helping each other. They're checking on their neighbors and helping people buy supplies. People are coming together in... Donating food for the people in our community who have no food now that they're home all the time, and the programs like school and some of the day programs here that we're feeding people two meals a day. Those programs, plus um, others, are coming together and serving the community and driving to their doorstep and leaving food packages. And so that's super. People are coming together. I see it, we're prepping for it, the big one, and we're trying to honor the people who are working on the front lines, say nurses, doctors, truckers, um, people who are in service that are essential and they are still working and dealing with the public and this time of risk. So I'm dwelling on that because that's what's getting me through If you let the one thing stick in your craw, as my grandma used to say, it will drive you mad. And, you know, there's lots of things I have no control over that make me upset, and I'm not going to dwell on that. The other thing is really focusing more on the here and now instead of the what-ifs. The what-ifs will happen soon enough. Most of the what-ifs that I come up with never happen. And many of them do, but when they do, it's usually not as bad as what my disaster scenario is. So I refuse to dwell on the what-ifs, focus on the right here and the right now, focusing when I'm working on a quilting project. It is a meditative thing. I'm focusing on the beauty of what I'm working on, the difficulty, like Dear Jane. Thankful that I have the ability to do it, that I have the materials and excess the things that i have i'm grateful for i'm grateful for my little house i'm grateful for the food that we've been able to get etc 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 the other things that i am doing is i'm trying to keep a routine i'm trying to go to bed at the same time and get up at the same time i'm trying to keep my cleaning routines i'm trying to let not let it go where i am not putting on makeup and doing my hair i am not going to wear my work clothes at the house i am slipping on that that's my one concession i'm wearing my stretchy yoga pants um all the time so you know because you're at home and but i'm trying to keep the routines i'm getting up the same time or earlier and trying not to dwell on the worries and focus on the routine Routines help me, you know, eat at the same time, which has been difficult because during the lunch hours, a mandatory meeting every day for the healthcare team that I'm on, but I'm still taking a lunch except for yesterday and my whole day fell apart and I had a terrible night. So I'm not doing that anymore. I am going to take a lunch, take time away, do my normal routine get up at the same time, go to bed at the same time, eat at the same time, make sure I'm drinking enough fluids, make sure I'm taking my medication for my multiple health problems and not get off track. Staying on track, staying on the routine is extremely helpful. The other thing that I'm doing is um, whenever I feel like I can't possibly stay in this house for one more minute and I can't go outside maybe because it's raining or snowing heavily. I go out on the porch and look around, walk around the driveway, look at the backyard and come back in. If I can walk around the block a couple of times, I will because that's been very helpful. Clear your head, get some fresh air. And even when you're outside, you look for signs of life and positivity. You know, we actually went on a nature ride before the statewide um, stay-at-home mandate came, but we didn't interact with any people. Um, Looking for nature is a very good thing. It's where the plants come in. and watching about the fairy gardens. I have cut flowers that were sent to us in a vase, and I'm pondering their beauty every day for several minutes, taking pictures. Same with the birds. We saw eagles. It was very positive and uplifting. I am not riding my brain with um, terrible television and I can't get into movies right now because I got just too much on my mind. So doing. I'm a doer. It's better for me to be moving around and doing things, even if that's knitting, sewing, hand stitching, working on my projects. So focusing on the here and now, letting things go, dwelling on thankful, positive things and not the things that upset me and make me angry and things that I have no control over and keeping in touch with friends and family, as well as continuing my work at home. And the last thing is my theme for the year, self-care. When all else fails, you know, you've got to take care of yourself because if you don't, you can't take care of other people. And i I am pretty adamant about that. And my boss sent an email about that this morning already. See, it's, you know, five, six o'clock in the morning and she's sending emails. But it's, it's, you've got to take care of yourself. If you don't, then you can't take care of your loved ones. Uh, you can't take care of the people you work with. You can't take care of the work you do and you protect it as being good and noble and lovely. Um, if I am in bad shape then everything else suffers including my quilting so take care of yourself be safe wash hands if you have the ability to get outside and get some fresh air do it if you can't I sit in my window and ponder the beauty of nature and watch birds wish I had a bird feeder Um, there. The ground is too frozen to put one in yet, but we're going to put a bird feeder in. And then when the snow all melts, I have two beautiful lawn chairs, uh, metal chairs, and they're going on the porch. You know, the Eva limestone patio in the fairy garden with a little Little, t- it's more of a stool but it's a low table and it'll be a place to put all of my gear and I could even work out in the yard if it would ever warm up over 45 degrees everyone be safe be creative and let's get through this together Let me know what you're doing during this time of isolation and social distancing. Um, I'd love to hear what you're up to and share. And maybe we can talk about that on the next podcast. If you're a patron, please um, check out the patron group and My Creative Corner 3. In April I am going to be doing some tutorials for the bookcase quilt and that's coming right up in a few days. It may not be fully completed on April 1st but depending on how things go but we'll plan on doing that and have some basic um, instructions from my blog and if I can make a video tutorial I will. So quilt on everyone! (laughs)